This episode is sponsored by Better Help. What is the first thing that you would do if you had an extra hour in your life? Oh, the first thing I just thought was, oh, I'm going to need more than an hour to fit that stuff in. But uh, the fact is a lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. I know that is for me. That's a big thing, uh, especially you get older. <laughs> um, and the question, you know, time for what? What would you do? Would it actually make you feel better? What is it that you feel you're missing in order, you know, that that would make it better? Um, and and one of the ways to sort of help figure out that out is is therapy. It can help you find out what matters most to you so you can do more of it or focus on what it is that you're spending your time on that that maybe isn't giving you that that sort of fulfilling experience. Um, and it's interesting because a lot of times people talk about therapy or they talk about mental health or it's about uh, trauma or it is about, you know, like like a, a great amount of pain or anything. And those things are all very valid and everything. But also, you know, in some ways there's stumbling blocks. Uh, there is sort of a, a, something indefinable that you're having a hard time getting to that maybe is stopping you from feeling as confident as you can, as good as you can. And, you know, therapy uh, is, is one way to go after that. If you are thinking of starting therapy, you can give BetterHelp a try. It is entirely online, is designed to, be, designed to be convenient, flexible, suited to your schedule. You fill out a brief questionnaire, you'll get matched with a licensed therapist. You may switch therapists at any time you like for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash iFanboy today to get 10% off your first month. That is BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash iFanboy. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. You're listening to an edition of iFanboy Talksplode with Jay Ferber, writer of Noble Causes, Dynamo 5, Gemini, and more. So I'm here with uh, Jay Ferber, a writer of many Image Comics. How you doing, Jay? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing all right, hanging in. So, um, so we we've been trading emails back and forth, and we're talking about getting together to do a, a, a phone interview, and and now seemed like an appropriate time because uh, there seems to be a big change in the Ferber universe. Um, there uh, is, yeah. So Noble Causes. Uh, so tell us what the status of Noble Causes is. We are wrapping it up. Uh, Noble Causes is uh, going to come to a close um, in November with our. With issue 40, um, which is really more like issue, I think, 53, if you count the miniseries, if you add everything up. Right. Uh, so we, we've had over 50 issues, and uh, just, uh, just decided that it's time to uh, put it away for a while. So, so is that so? It's because it, it's been less than a year since the relaunch. The issue thirty-two, it was relaunched, and we had the kind of skip ahead. Right. Um, so, so were you just kind of done creatively, or was it a combination of that plus sales, or what? What was the? Yeah, what, no, I mean, it was it was mainly that I was just done creatively. I yeah. mean, it, it, it's I just had a harder time each issue coming up with stuff to do and and yeah. new things to do with the characters and. You know, I, I thought for a time that introducing Doc's new wife and her kids, that that would give, you know, me a, a boost creatively. And it, and it did a little bit, but at the same time, it just, you know, I, I just felt like it wasn't firing on all cylinders, or at least it was now, but I didn't know how long I could sustain it. And so I just figured, you know, it. I'd rather go out strong, because reviews have still been really good on the book. Um and I'd rather go out strong than just, you know, start phoning it in and, right. and have, you know, the book kind of peter out. That's that's just terrible if that happens. So, right. yeah, I just uh, decided to finally, you know, pull the pin and uh, <laughs> write an, an ending to this soap opera, which which is kind of weird because it's, it's not a book like uh, Why the Last Man, you know, <laughs> where where it's, it's something that has, you know, we're working towards a conclusion. I mean, I, I designed the book to... To just go until I was tired of writing it, and uh, you know, so it, it's not really going to have a finite ending. Um, but but there will be a, a 
you know, definitely a finale, a send off for the characters. Right. Yeah, because I, I just I found it really interesting because I mean, you, you this whole and this the the theme of this summer in comics seems to be around creator owned uh, comic books. You know, uh, much because of the comments of Robert Kirkman from, from a couple of weeks sure. ago and things like that. Um, but I found it interesting that you were one of the first guys doing this creator owned thing years ago with Noble Causes, um, giving the Image Comics you know kind of a, a model of po- comics publishing a chance. Uh, yeah. And and it's very rare that you see uh, a a creator, you know, kind of pack it up and kind of move on. Um, was that was that you know? And this is kind of this is kind of your baby. I mean, from our talking and stuff like that, you've got a lot of books in print, but this is the one that you have you know kind of grown from the ground up. So you know, was it weird to kind of say, okay, you know, I'm really done with it, or you know, this kind of thing that you envisioned to go on for a long time? It, it is weird, and it is. I don't even know if it's fully hit me yet. I mean, right. I haven't written the last issue yet, and I've come close to tying up the book a couple times in the past, and. It, you know, to varying degrees, and, and it's it's to the point where it's kind of a joke amongst my friends. I mean, <laughs> I, you know, I, I was telling Brian Vaughn that, yeah, I'm I'm done, you know, we're going to end Noble Causes, and he's just laughing, and he's like, yeah, I've heard that before. And, and it's, it's been solicited, and he's seen interviews now, and he's like, I still don't believe it. When when the book comes out, I will believe that you're actually ending it, but <laughs> until that happens, I, I don't believe you. And uh uh, I'm, I'm pretty committed to uh, to wrapping it up now, but it, right. it is. It's not a decision I took lightly, and and it it's it is going to be weird. I mean, I've still, you know, I'm not killing the characters off. They're not going to be unreachable. They'll still be able to show up as guest stars in uh, Dynamo Five and and yeah. uh, you know new stuff I have coming up. So you know, it, it's not that finite a thing. And who knows? We're not ruling out uh, a miniseries someday, but. You know, the monthly grind of, of noble causes is right. is a thing of the past for the time being, at least. And and it's it's not like they're not your characters that you can you. Right. I mean, you're going to put them on the shelf. You can take them off whenever you like. And right, um, right, right, I, exactly. And, it, and it's by no means, you know, me, you know, throwing in the towel of of an image or creating own books or anything. I've still got right. Dynamo Five. I've still got yeah, Gemini still coming out. Um, Yield Ray, the artist on Noble Causes, and I are. are definitely going to do a follow-up uh we haven't decided what the book is yet but uh you know we we're going to launch something new you know when noble causes ends right. to take its place so it's uh you know I'm, I'm still very much uh committed to doing that stuff yeah because i mean because noble cause it's it's interesting to see how the shift has been because noble causes has always been kind of the the linchpin book of the favor verse as we like to call it uh, um right. but um but it's been interesting to see dynamo five kind of rise up and kind of almost overshadow it's it's the the, the book that yeah. it's spun off from um, yep. Yep. So that that must make you know makes it a little easier to kind of close up shop so you can focus on Dynamo Five. Um, but and I want to get to that. But before I get to that, I still want to talk a little more sure. about Noble Causes. So um, yeah. so that that's the, the, you know that that's a book that that's had a lot of um, a lot of uh, plot you know plot points and a lot of storylines. Are you going to attempt to wrap everything up, or is it all going to make sense, or or is it going to uh-huh. you going to leave it's, some things hanging? It's it's there's going to have to be stuff left hanging. I mean, it, just because of the nature of the book, like I said, it's not something that was ever designed to, you know, be taken as a whole. It, it is a soap opera that you, you know, you kind of it ebbs and flows and things come and go. Uh, you know, a, a lot of the more recent storylines will be wrapped up, but but there's some long hanging uh, yep. danglers that you know the, the biggest being the whole stuff with Zephyr and her baby that you know I'm just not going to get a chance to wrap up. Um, you know that's been on the back burner for ages now, right. years, literally. Um, <laughs> but uh, but a lot of the more recent stuff, and I'm even introducing some new elements just in the last few issues that will then pay off in the final issue. Some some last minute surprises, and uh, it it uh, it should be. I mean, I don't want to give away anything, but the book up until the very last page is going to be very true to its kind of soap opera roots. Right. Uh, so it's uh, it, it'll be an interesting finale and uh, could possibly kick off some people. Right. Oh, nice! Even better. That's a good way. To, we like to get a, uh, a reaction out of people. <laughs> yeah, that's a good way to go out. So I, I mean, so I guess it's really important that if somebody reading Noble Causes now, not to just stop now because it's actually going to be worth. Yeah. Oh no, 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 and, no, uh, no. Yeah. No, it's, it's not one of these. You know. Oh, it's going to end. So we're just going to bail now. Right. No, you'll want to stick out for the next few issues. Right. It's, uh, it's going to be worth it. So, so has has Noble Causes kind of the experience in Noble Causes? You know, kind of because you've had a lot of start, stop, start, stop, and and you've experimented with collecting it and, and very, you know, kind of the archives format and things like that. Right. Has that really been 
kind of your you know your kind of uh primer for being a creator owned because when you're when you're and correct me if I'm wrong but when you're doing the kind of books that you're doing an image not only are you writing them but you're you're basically almost acting as your own editor or publisher um because to an extent I mean image definitely is there to you know give guidance and and you know they have veto power over you know what actually gets published I mean if if, you know if I want to do a hardcover collection, you know, oversized thing, and they didn't think it would make money, they'd say, eh, you know, I don't think so, that's not going to make money. Right. Um, but, uh, but yes, there is an amazing amount of freedom, and, and, and I mean, when I launched Dynamo 5, it, it, it was fantastic to be able to basically learn, you know, take everything I've learned in Noble Causes and put that towards launching a book, because, right. you know, if I had a chance to do things over with Noble Causes, there's definitely things I would do differently. You know, I, I wouldn't have done the series of miniseries format. I would have kept it as an ongoing series, you know, from the get-go and, um, you know, just, just stuff like that, just right. little format things that I played around with and finding out what works and what doesn't. And, I mean, the the, the biggest thing that, that fans like, I mean, that's it, crucial is just consistency, is just, you know, get the damn book out every month and, uh, you know, when you say you're going to. And so right. that's, you know, that that's one of the things we, we try really hard to do. Right. And, and so, so like those format changes, like doing the series of miniseries and things like that, were those, you, know, you said that those were the kind of things you played with, were those your own decisions or was image, you know, did image say, uh, no, oh, let's do some miniseries or, you know? No, that was all, I mean, most of the big decisions were mine. Um, you know, doing it, because it was originally launched as an ongoing series. Right. And then Pat Gleason, after four issues, uh, you know, got scooped up by DC. And so we had to have an artist change. And, I think at the time I thought, well, you know, if we could change artists, why don't we just do a mini series and we'll, we'll do that. We'll get a new number one and that'll boost numbers and <laughs> all that kind of stuff. And, and then, you know, uh, Ian, uh, Richardson took over for the second mini series. And then, so we did then we did a third mini series and Ian had to bail partway into that. He got really sick. Uh, and that's the one that we went black and white with for that third mini series. Right. You know, in an effort to cut costs and, and you know, because of the numbers. Uh, and then it was after that, after that miniseries, after the third miniseries, that I really was about to throw in the towel. And it was Image that convinced me to stick with it. Eric Stevenson specifically said, look, you know, if you do this book as a monthly color series with a good artist yeah. and, you know, get it out on time, I think we have something here. And he really prodded me and helped me find an artist. And that's when the monthly series started. Uh-huh. Uh, and so it was, you know, uh, none of those decisions were really dictated by image. Eric just really, you know, kind of was a cheerleader and, and helping me get it going at that point. Right. So, I mean, and it's interesting because looking back at the series now, I mean, it's it's not, I mean, it, it, it you know, it's oftentimes I feel as if Noble Causes doesn't get the, the credit it deserves because of the different artists and the different miniseries and, this, like I said, the starts and stops. But sure, at, the, sure. at, at the end of the day, you're going to have 53 issues under your belt, which is a pretty good run. Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a, yeah, so, that's a, a damn good run. Yeah. For, uh, for, uh, <laughs> You know, a book that's a superhero book that's not Marvel and DC. It's uh, I think it's I'm proud of it. Put it that way. Right. Right. And, so, and we also speaking of the archives. Before I forget, the um, you know we have the first archives out, which is like 600 pages, and we held back the second archives because I knew I was going to end the book at that point. And so we're going to resolicit the second volume to include everything. Oh, so wow. the second volume will be up to the end of the series. Oh um, wow, that's cool. So then. When all is said and done, you'll have the entire series in two nice, thick, you know, the, the second volume will probably be closer to 700 pages, right. um, just with the extra issues in there. So it'll be a pretty nice uh, package in two big chunks. And we're still going to do the trade paperbacks, so, yeah. you know, I think it'll be 10 trade paperbacks in all. So <laughs> that's, it's, uh, it's a pretty, pretty that's, big chunk. That's like Why the Last Man, man, you know, like that's, you, yeah, you know. Exactly. <laughs> exactly, but Noble Causes was there first, so yeah. uh, Brian, not being me again. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean so that's great. So so kind of I want to I, I kind of want to go back for you know any of, any of our listeners who weren't reading Noble Causes who might go check it out in the trades or whatever. I, I, what drew me to it was the was the premise of the book was the the idea of you know su- you know we always joke that superhero books like the X Men stuff like that are soap operas and you just kind of went and said no I'm going to own it and this is a so- superhero soap opera. What were yeah. you know like what were kind of the origins of that idea? Because I know you did a lot of work at Marvel in the '90s and you were you wrote some of the right. X books and things like that. How, how did you yeah. come up with the idea for Noble? causes it was really just i mean i i was uh, for a time a, a pretty big soap opera fan i mean i still like the 
medium isn't the right word, neither is genre, but I mean, I still like the idea of the daily soaps. I'm not watching any right now because right. there's nothing I really like, but uh, I, I like that format of just these sprawling, never-ending stories with large casts and, you know, on soap operas, because they have so much time to fill, the characters can be much more nuanced and, and uh, have greater depth than just the good guy and the bad guy. I mean, the, the good guys have their faults and the bad guys have their virtues. And it's, and that was one of the things I wanted to do with Noble Causes, that, you know, none of the heroes are purely heroic and none of the bad guys are pure evil. It's Everything is kind of shades of gray. And, uh, and I also, you know, in doing so many superhero books at Marvel and DC, I grew tired of having to work in the, the villain and the fight scene every issue. Right. And so Noble Causes, I was like, well, if I make it about a big family and I, you know, I don't need a supervillain every issue because the family is their own enemy. They, <laughs> the conflicts all happen within the family. And so you have all these family rivalries, sibling rivalries, parental, children, romantic, all this stuff. And... I just thought it was a good engine to drive this story that, that you know, I, I wouldn't, it could be much more character driven and less villain of the month driven. And, uh, and that was, you know, and then, you know, the, the hook was that you had this normal girl who marries into this family of superheroes. And so we see things through her eyes, uh, uh, as you know, this kind of sane person in this insane world. Right. And then we just ran with it. Yeah, it's fu- it's funny that you mentioned it because you were into you said you were into the daytime soaps, and what drew me to it is because I I I was into the nighttime soaps, and that like mm-hmm. I, I grew up I I, I watched Nine Two and O and Dawson's Creek and Party right. Five, and so like that was kind of sure. I was like, oh, this is the comic for me. It was yeah, 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 yep, definitely. <laughs> so um, so were there were there moments in the characters' histories or moments in the stories that you wove that that you kind of you know again you say you could go back, change things, stuff like that. Were there there kind of storylines or story arcs that you would have liked to pursue that that you know for whatever reason you didn't or did this, were you happy with how the story developed through the run? No, I'm pretty happy with how the story developed. Yeah. I mean, part of the part of the reason that we're ending, I guess, is because I don't have anything left that I want to explore <laughs> that I haven't had a chance to. You know, if I did, you know, I'd, I'd still yeah. be doing it. So I don't there. I don't really have any regrets of um, of not being able to to do stuff. Right. So so when you when you sit down and look at all the the two volumes or all 53 issues and kind of pull back your paper from you know your notes when you first started, it kind of matches up, or you accomplished everything you wanted to, or. Yeah, pretty yeah, much. Yeah. I mean, it, it. there are certainly ideas that I never pursued, but that's not right. so much that I didn't want to. It just went in a different direction. But right. uh, um, And I tend to usually kind of overwrite the notes that I keep. So it's kind of like a running journal. So I don't really have too much to look back on at all. It's kind of eaten <laughs> up as I go. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, I'll look back occasionally and see some notes for things that I was going to do that I didn't. But, you know, something else was done that kind of accomplished the same thing. So right. it wouldn't really make sense to do it again. Right. Cuz I I'm fascinated by the by the concept of one creator kind of guiding the ship on a book like like this or like mm-hmm. what BKV did on, on Why or you know these other kind of these yep. long runs or what Rick Remender is doing on Fear Agent and things like that and yep. and how how much of the story how much control over the story do you have versus how much you know or does the story control you? Yeah, yeah. It um it depends. I mean, at times the, the story controls us. I mean, yeah. there are and 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 the fans to an extent too. I mean, not that I'm pandering, but but you know, definitely some characters take off as, as fan favorites, and and others don't. And uh, you know, like Frost in Noble Causes was always a big favorite, and so he he ended up becoming more of a good guy than I had originally intended. I, I intended him to be a little more of a badass and a little more unlikable, right. and I just ended up. You know, he was always more of just like kind of the rascal with the heart of gold. Mm-hmm. And in fact, you mentioned a few minutes ago about the notes. I remember one note that I do come across that always makes me laugh. For the ongoing series, one of the directions, the directives I had for myself was make Frost a bad guy again. <laughs> It'll remind people that he's not always likable, that he yeah. can be a scumbag. And, you know, I did that from time to time, but he was usually pretty likable. Yeah, what, well, what I found with that guy, I actually, I liked, I liked Frost a lot as a character, and what what got me was that you, you know, because just everybody else hated him, and yeah. it, you almost had this idea, this sense that all the other characters knew that he wasn't a likable guy, but then he kind of became an underdog, and you're kind of like, oh, I feel yep. bad for him, you know? So exactly, uh, yeah. exactly. So I, I, I kind of played that, I kind of overplayed that a little bit, I right. think, but. Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> so so now um, so you, you like I mentioned you had this success with uh, Dynamo Five earlier and that's been you know it's coming into it's just coming out of its first year right um, and has having a book like Dynamo Five with some success under it make this decision a little easier that you've got something else to focus your time on or you know if Dynamo Five Dynamo Five wasn't in the mix would you you know try to squeeze out some more noble causes. Yeah, that's a yeah. good question. I don't know. I mean, it yeah. does make it easier, definitely. And and it one thing it taught me is that it is easier to launch a new book than to retool an old one. Right. And in terms of just numbers wise, uh-huh. um, you know, I, I think Hilderay and I will have more success in terms of just getting more more readers to check us out with a brand new concept with a number one right. than we were seeing on Double Causes. You know, despite all our efforts to. Uh, to convince people it was a good place to jump on. Right. Um, so, yeah, so it does make it easier. And, and if Dynamo 5 wasn't in the mix, yeah, I don't know if I would be ending it or not. Yeah. Um, so, so so having the two books kind of juggling between the two, do, I mean, how, how do you balance your time between – they're kind of like having two children, you know, like did you – you know, did because Dynamo 5 was kind of taking off in the past year, did you kind of give that a little more attention, a little more creative juice than you did to Noble Causes or you – know? uh, No, they were yeah. pretty even. I mean, it was yeah. just really, you know, whichever book needed – you know, whichever artist is ready for a script, that's right. what I was concentrating on. And, and uh, I mean, in this past year, it was probably Dynamo or Noble Cause has probably got a little more attention just because of all the effort we we put into retooling it and right. new character designs and new character introductions and all that kind of stuff. Whereas Dynamo Five, after the first six months or so, was was up and running and we had a nice stable creative team and you know things are, are moving right along and and. Uh, you know, just the last couple issues, uh, Mahmoud and I, the artist, have kind of changed the way we work a little bit. And, you know, I'm I'm writing kind of more Marvel-style plots that are much more loose and, and let him have more freedom with how he lays out the issue, basically. And yeah. that's, you know, it's even quicker for me to write that way yeah. um, and, and gives him a lot more freedom and, and gives me lots of pleasant surprises when the artwork comes in. Yeah. So, <laughs> respects it's easier to work that way yeah so yeah i, I mean dynamo five I, I snapped up right when it came out and, and knowing that it came out of noble causes universe and stuff like that um it's it's interesting because you know both noble causes and dynamo five have like a their team format but there's also a family element to it um, right right is you know like I, I imagine that's a theme that that you're obviously is on your mind and that's why you're doing it but where does that where does that that concept come from I don't know. I mean, it, it, yeah. it's, it, it is something that I just seem drawn to. And I mean, I, I not, you know, maybe I need therapy. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you know, my, my parents are divorced. And, yeah. and so I grew up with step siblings and yeah. I mean, uh, and then step parents and that sort of thing. Um, but you know, it, it, it's not something that, that I consciously think about. It's just my worldview, I guess. Um, and it's always, it's just kind of a, a ready-made, supporting cast and and i I do like ensemble casts um more than a solo character although when yoder and i yoder and i uh our new book is going to be a solo character i think just you know to to change things up but um uh but yeah it it wasn't when i created dynamo 5 it wasn't that i sat down and said i want to do another book about families i just wanted to do another superhero team and i had this idea about you know the illegitimate offspring of a superhero and you know, it, it turned out to be a family, but that was just a really good hook for a book. So. Right. Yeah, no, I mean, I mean, that, that's, the, I mean, basically that one sentence is what sold me on that book is that it's just, you know, you know, you know, what if Superman had illegitimate kids and they all have powers? And it's like, that's, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's great. It's great. Um, and, and what's interesting in the first year in, of reading the book, it really started off really strong, and then now we're kind of at a point where what what, what issue are we up to? Thirteen came out recently. The um, uh, no, actually, I think 15. 14, fifteen. Yeah, fifteen. So so we're you know you're at a point now where you've already kind of broken the team up. Right. <laughs> um, how much of um, how much of Dynamo Five do you have plotted out, or or is there a map that you're going along? I know you're probably not going towards an end like like a book like Why or something like that. Right. But, right. But, I mean, I I do. I, I've just been giving it a lot of thought lately because. Um, you know, I, we did do the whole team breaks up and a new yeah. team takes us place thing, and we did it a lot earlier than normally happens in comics. But I think that's kind of neat. That, yeah, you know, no, that's exactly. Yeah, that's exactly what I thought. I'm like, oh, they're going here yeah. this early. Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And it, it is, you know, I don't think I'm spoiling anything when I say it is temporary. Obviously, the, right. the core team will be back pretty soon, and right. um, and then, and I do have some some pretty specific ideas that I know we're going for the next, you know, six months or so. And, and, you know, I I haven't announced this, so here's a little exclusive for you. Um, After, let's see, issue 19 
is the end of our current story arc. And then after that, we're going to do a zero issue. It's going to be uh, like a 99 cent zero issue thing cool. that will be like a primer on the book and uh, origin recap and all that kind of stuff to you know be a good jump on point for people. And then that will build the foundation in, in the zero issue will be laid for issue 25, which uh, will be a big double sized, you know, anniversary issue kind of thing. So That's great. It, uh, and we've got some cool stuff planned for that, for that whole arc. So it should be pretty cool. Cool. Excellent. So, and, and are, have you been, you know, like, like I said, Dynamo 5, when it first came out, it kind of blew a lot of people away. Um, have you been happy with the momentum that it's gotten in terms of readers and feedback? I mean, are sales continuing? Is it getting the attention that, that it, I think it deserves or? It, it is. I mean, you know, it, in comics that aren't Marvel and DC, there's always yeah. room for sales to be better. Right. But, um, but you know, we are happy with where it's at. It, it's not in a danger of being canceled or anything like that. It's, uh, you know, it, it's supporting itself. So we're satisfied, but we're not, you know, complacent. I, I guess, you know, the zero issue is there to get more eyes on the book and, and to give, you know, people a chance to, to check it out. And, and, you know, for, you know, 99 cents, it's, it's a pretty good bargain. Right. And, uh, absolutely. I mean, I think uh, we saw that with Invincible, where I think it was at issue 42, where it was kind of just a, you know, get on board now type yeah, thing. And, totally. That's yeah. totally what I'm ripping off. Yeah, yeah. nice. <laughs> well, it's all in the family, you know, it's all in the same. It is. Same, I mean, I, I came yeah. up with the idea with Robert Kirkman. We were on the phone, and he always said, What do you want to zero issue? We, yeah, uh, you should do that. Yeah. And, you know, he uh, he's one of the other, he's like the godfather of uh, Noble Causes and Dynamo 5. I always. Uh, oh, really? Ideas off of him and stuff. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Just, just, you know, he, he's, he's there with his. Uh, any advice he has or, and not so much for story direction, but just from a, you know, publishing, um, uh, you know, uh, uh, marketing side of things and, and right. just that kind of thing, just stuff he's, he's had success with and, uh, yeah, that kind of thing, just artist ideas and, and yeah. You know, all kinds of stuff. He's a good guy to pick his brain. Yeah, I mean, that, that's I mean, because not to go too too you know behind the curtainy kind of thing, but sure. I mean, I, I know for a lot of us, the creation of comic books is a bit of a mystery, and that's something that I'm often fascinated with. You know, both in the the mechanical, like I'm a bit of a process junkie and into lettering and crap like that, but but also, I mean, the idea that you know, like you jump on the phone with with Kirkman and chat over marketing yep. ideas and things like that. How you know, um, you know, how much of a support network does does both your friends who are creators as well as just image provide? And, and, you know, is that kind of a way to, you know, because I imagine you kind of sit in your home and write your scripts and it's somewhat isolating. Is that a way to kind of kind of virtually create an office, almost, so to speak, or some sort of, you know, yeah, peer to environment? Extent. Yeah, to an extent, yeah. I mean, and a lot of it's done through email, and, and uh, but sometimes it's easier to just get on the phone. Um, right. And, uh, you know, I always bounce stuff off my mood. Um, you know, since he's a co-creator, he's right. always got to sign off on stuff. Um but, you know, Kirkman's a big one. Brian Vaughn, I'm always there bouncing stuff off him. I mean, Brian, I usually talk more story ideas with and, and just, you know, oh, what do you think about this? Is that is that too stupid or, you know, should, is it too soon to do this? That kind of thing. And then the image guys are, are really more about, um, you know, I don't really pester them with actual story <laughs> stuff, but it's more the, you know, the business side of things, uh, the publishing side. And, you know, what do you think about taking this month off or, you know, is it too soon to do the next trade and, you know, that kind of thing. Right. Uh, and so they're, they're available. It's, they're really busy. So sometimes it's kind of hard to get their attention. I'll have to send uh, multiple emails occasionally, yeah. <laughs> but, um, but hey, that's just the nature of the business. I mean, they've got God knows how many books all pestering them with those kind of emails. Right, so. I'm sure. And and you got and so Dynamo Five is not the only one, but also Gemini has been out recently. How have you um, that yes. that that's been a, a limited miniseries? Was it four issues? I believe right. Uh, it's gonna be five. five. Okay, five. Fun. And that's more of a solo character. Um, yeah. You know how is that how how's that launch been? It's been good. I mean, it, it launched okay. The, the numbers weren't fantastic, um, and it's you know we haven't helped things because it's kind of gotten off schedule a bit. Um, so it's you know issue one came out and two came out. Sort of on time, I think, but three still isn't out, and it's been you know it's it's a good two months late at this point, I right. think. Uh, and and it's one of those things that if the book had been, if it was a monthly, I'd be a little more worried, and I would you know we we'd take steps to get it back on track. We'd do a fill-in issue where we you right. know take a month off from soliciting or something. But it's a mini series, and the thing just looks so damn good. I mean, John <laughs> draws. I mean, his art is so detailed. And our colorist, who goes by FCO, is amazing. I mean, John found him, and, and 
Kirkman has since kind of stolen him away. He's now coloring <laughs> Invincible and Brit. And uh, is that why the book's uh, late? Because it's not colored? <laughs> oh, no, no, no. no it's, it's, it's a variety of issues. Blame um, Kirkman. Go ahead. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, but but just that he's that good is my point. And right. um, and it, it, so it's worth waiting for, I think, and because it's a miniseries. So we're you know it is still going to come out. And uh, you know we had talked about oh do we want to just you know finish it up as a trade, but you know, that, you know, that was something I consulted with the image about, and they're like, no, just, if you can keep doing it, finish the miniseries, and then we'll do a trade, and, you yeah. know, hopefully, and, uh, and get it out there. So, it, all five issues will come out, but it's, you know, I'd be lying if I said it was going to be on time. Right. Yeah. Well, fair enough. I mean, it, I mean, it's it's not like we're not used to it in the comic industry. I mean, I know from a fan. I know, and yeah, that's a lame, yeah. I hate even, yeah. even. <laughs> settling for it you know that that's just it's not cool but yeah it is what it is right um so so how much you know when doing like a miniseries or even doing an ongoing like noble causes of dynamo five you know the changing landscape of the business and and you know doing a monthly book and then you know how much of that is planning for the ultimate trade and and how does the 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 balance of what you put out between trades and issues kind of play because you know we're definitely moving in a direction where there are books that you know like i I believe dynamo five is a book that everybody should be reading in monthly issues but it also reads great in trades yeah and it it, it's thank you it's it's a it's a tough, you know, tightrope to walk because we want to get the trades out there because they are popular and a lot of people read books that way, but we don't want to kind of cannibalize the monthly sales by putting the trades out too quickly. So, you know, I don't know that we found the perfect balance of how soon to release trades. I know Marvel releases them like immediately. Well, um, they've, they've got this whole elaborate hardcover trade, you know, like, yeah, you exactly. Know, and also, I mean, they're a huge company. I'm right. a dude. Yeah. <laughs> so it, uh, it, it, it's harder, you know, it, it, we have to plan these things really carefully. So it's, um, it is a juggling act. And I do, um, you know, the term right for the trade is so misused, I think. I mean, the trade's a viable, you know, publishing model these days. So I, I do write for the trade. And then when I say that, I mean that when I'm plotting out my stories, I do put in breaks every five or six or seven issues um, where, you know, the trades will happen. It doesn't mean that I take an idea and say, okay, let's see if I can expand this into six issues to fit in a trade. It's that I, you know, create my ideas knowing that they're going to fall into those same kind of chunks. I mean, it's, you know, most comics are 22 pages, 23, whatever. That's like arguing that, oh, comic writers, they're just writing in these 23-page formats, so it fits (laughs) in that book, you know, it's so artificial or... Yeah, well, of course they are. That's you know, it, right. it's. But that doesn't mean it's a bad thing. It just means that it is a structure. It is a, a it, you know, a, a, a kind of a guideline you work towards. And our, our first issue had seven, or our first trade had seven issues in it. Our second had six. Um, the third, I think, will also have six. Yeah. Uh, and so it, it varies. I mean, there was one. Um, let's see here. Yeah, because the, the the second trade almost ended with issue 12, because that was the end of the big fight. Right. And then 13 was kind of an epilogue, sort of, you know, downtime issue thing. And as I wrote it, I thought, you know, this almost works better as an epilogue to the previous arc rather than the first chapter of a new trade. And so we just decided at the last minute, yep, let's put it in the second trade, and then right. the third trade will start with issue 14 instead of 13. Right. And, you know, so it's organic that way. It's it's it, it is up to us, I guess. Yeah, I, th- I think I think this is. I mean, it's the it's the pros and cons of the transparency of the complicated industry is that we're we're now as you know diehard fans are so aware of how the business works, and so oh, yeah, and yeah. so yeah, so when we see a six story arc, six issue arc, we know yeah. it's going to be a trade. And I know, and right. I, and and because of late books, I know a lot of people and like Connor from my fanboy is the same way. Mainly with a lot of image books, is that he won't he won't even bother in issues. He'll wait for the trade because there's yeah. no guarantee that they'll ever make a trade. So, right, um, right. you know, it's, it's, so it's a tough, a tough road to hoe, but I thought it was really interesting yeah. with volume one of Dynamo five, how you had seven issues, but the price point was nine ninety nine, which made it almost impossible not to give up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, yeah. and, you know, that was the, and I've seen some other creators, you know, that, that seems to be kind of the image plan now. Right. And I, that's something else I ripped off from Kirkman. I think his <laughs> first walking dead was, was nine ninety nine, if I'm yeah. not mistaken. Um, and now I think fire breathers the same way. And, uh, you know some other trades, and it, it's good. I mean, it, it, it gets you, it, it gives you a good entry into the series. Uh, you know, we can't afford to make all the trades that that cheap. Right. I think our second was fifteen bucks. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, and the other thing we're doing is in our monthly issues, 
you know, we have the letters paid, we have pinups, we have sketches. Um, I do like a monthly essay on, you know, things that influence me as a writer. Right. Uh, and none of that's in the trade paperbacks. I mean, sometimes the pinups are just if we have to fill pages, but, um, uh, but that's just for the monthly book for, for, you know, to, you know, to help the readers who are helping us and, and give them a little something. And, right. uh, we're going to start putting some backup stories in Dynamo five as well. Just oh, cool. you know, five page stories. Yeah. Um, Issue 17 has a Captain Dynamo flashback story. Um, and then uh, we're also working on a slingshot solo story that will be in one of the issues. Uh, and I haven't decided whether those are going to be in the trade or not. I, yeah. it, you know, I can kind of make a case both ways. Right. So, so, so and, ha- and how is the audience kind of broken out to you? I mean, do you get the, the feeling that more people are p- picking up the trades or, or that they're, you know, there's like, you're going to conventions, you get a lot of people who buy the monthlies? Or do you have, as a creator, do you have any indication of how people are consuming your product? I don't know. I mean, I, the numbers are there. I, I <laughs> right. can find out. I yeah. can call Image and, and get the numbers. But really, I just, you know, I, I let them worry about that. Um, obviously, I get more feedback on the monthly issues because the people who buy the monthlies are the ones who write letters and who send me email and who post on message boards. Um, the trades, you don't get nearly as much feedback on because uh, those are people who are more kind of traditional readers who aren't there on message boards all the time and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, but it's it's healthy in both respects I think yeah. so I'm I'm as long as you're reading it I'm happy yeah <laughs> cool so um and it's and it's interesting because you know with the with the with the internet and with the and you've got and you relaunched kind of your web, your suite of websites this year as well yep. um um yep. you know kind of acknowledging the fact that the the conversation with the with with uh, readers is so much easier now um you mentioned oh. you mentioned earlier you don't pander to readers but you know but um I mean obviously as a writer and as the creator you you're listening to what they're liking what they're not liking how much does that affect what your plans go yeah. Um, hey, I'm trying to think. It affects some things. I mean, I, I know that Scrap is very popular in Dynamo 5, so right. she gets a lot of attention. And I mean, it, it helps, you know, my mood loves drawing her, so yeah. we're always eager to put Scrap on a cover. She's great. Um, that one cover yeah. with the lo- with the logo is just great, yeah. Yeah, that yeah. that one turned out so much better than I thought it would. I mean, I, I really thought it was just sort of, I, I, I could be wrong, but I think it was my idea. Yeah. And it was really just kind of a toss-off, like, eh. I don't know what else to do with this issue. Let's have her holding up the logo. It'll be easy to draw. And I've gotten so many compliments on it. I mean, well, because it's so, it's, it's Ron just did it really well. Yeah, I mean, it's such an iconic image. I mean, it's funny because I, I wrote, uh, I think last week on iFanboy.com, I was, I was answering some letters or something, and I, and somebody asked what, you know, what were my favorite covers? And the cover that, the cover that's always re- uh, reached out to me was the old Neil Adams X Men covers when the character would, would reach out of the, the scene and grab the logo and crumble it or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah. And to me, I, that, that felt like an homage to that. And, and it yeah, was just yeah. done so elegantly. It was done so well. So, yeah, they they really, I yeah. mean, turned kind of a, a throwaway idea into something really cool. And, yeah, uh, that's neat. We've also got um, on my website. You'll see we have a link to a, a Dynamo Five T-shirt site we made. Oh yeah, and I think we're going to make a T-shirt of that, just a white tee with with her holding up the logo on it. Would look pretty sweet, I think. Yeah, yeah, totally. That was, um, but it's it's cool how how you can collaborate and do do different you know do different things and, and take a risk and put something out there. Do you feel as if you know by being the creator and the sole you know kind of you know you know su- you know um, not publisher but the guy you know steering it um, right. that you have the freedom to do that and, and to change make things at the last uh, let, let the last minute. I mean, is that is that a little more free? Is that again another reason to go the creator owned route or? Uh, yeah, I mean, it is freeing. I mean, sometimes it's, you know, you give yourself enough rope to hang yourself because right. it's, it's, you know, if it's a bad idea, people may not tell you. Right. So, you know, <laughs> it, it, it's like, well, if it sucks, it's our fault too. Um, but, uh, but yeah, and, and, you know, the image guys are really good about, you know, if we do have questions, if, um, you know, what do you think about this cover? And, and they'll always weigh in. Right. But usually only when asked. I mean, they, they don't usually just approach me and say, oh, by the way, that cover you turned in is terrible. Right. Um, so it's it, it's good. But yeah, it is nice to have that freedom to do what we want. Um, and it is, I never realized how tough it is to come up with covers for a team book every month, just like, God, what are they doing this month? I mean, you know, what are they, they're standing there, are they coming out at you? Or they, well, and that's that's one thing that I've always, that a, a, a huge you know pet peeve of mine is that I'm a big fan of the cover should depict the action inside the book. 
and 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 quite often we you know we they've got you know we've had you know people doing that are just cover artists and they're turning in covers that are that have the characters but they've got nothing to do with what goes on inside how like where do you net out on that i think you're kind of more on my side of things even though that one cover didn't have anything to do with it but it was a great cover but well oh but but it did but (laughs) oh right true yeah i didn't even plan on this but somebody (laughs) was pointing out how like oh and that issue scrap is the one holding the team together and she's literally propping up dynamo five and the logo is a or that the cover is like a symbolic interpretation of that and i was like totally true i didn't plan that but okay (laughs) (laughs) sounds good (laughs) yeah uh, great but um but yeah we i agree they should be story driven but some like i don't want to run the risk of spoiling the story of of you know in, in that sense and and sometimes i mean if the story um you know, in, in, in with this with this substitute Dynamo Five team, there's an issue where they, you know, have a pretty big battle and, and don't come out on the right side of it. Uh, so the cover is is them just kind of lying in ruin, uh, and it's, you know, it's story driven, but at the same time, it's just kind of it's a team shot. Uh, so it's like, you know, it it could be taken either way, and and so it, sometimes it's harder than you think to do those story driven covers without giving away something you don't want to give away in in the issue. Um, and, 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 and even if it's just a, the team fights a bad guy, then the cover could just look like a generic, oh, they're fighting a bad guy cover, which, right. you know, is almost as generic as the team standing there in a heroic pose, you know, right. it's not much more original. Right. So it's, it is tough. And, and, and how much of a factor do you think is the, you know, the kind of the, uh, the evolving of the comic reader themselves? I mean, like, you know, like, I mean, we all grew up reading, you know, Neil Adams or Walt Simonson or whatever kind of insert right. favorite creator from the 70s, 80s, 60s here. Um, right. But the comic reader now is, I don't want to say is smarter, but is, uh, I think evolved is the right term. Um, you know, is it, is it harder to make comics for readers these days? Or? It's, uh, I don't think so. I mean, I, I, it's not something I consciously think about at least. Right. Um, it, if anything, well, I don't know why I said it's easier because I, don't, I wasn't making comics in, in the past, <laughs> but um, I guess what I do and what I find most satisfying and what people seem to respond to in my work is comics that are a little bit of a throwback to when we were kids, um, to to the eighties, to when, you know, when books weren't mired in crossovers and, and just resurrecting your favorite character and, and that sort of thing. When, when it was more, you know, you could read the teen Titans because you wanted to read the Teen Titans and, and, you know, the rest of the DC universe didn't cross over into the book every month and, and that sort of thing. And the same with the X-Men and the, you know, Legion or, or whatever. Right. Um, and so it's, it's what I try to accomplish with Dynamo five is to give people a book that is just, you know, it's self-contained. I mean, it, it does take place in this kind of image universe thing, but it's still a book you can read on its own and, and everything you need to know is in that book. Right. Um, and, and I think that there were people who were a bit disillusioned, and, and that appeals to them. Um, so, but but yeah, I mean, the, the the sophistication of the fans, and like you said, that the curtain has been pulled back to an extent. So that is, it does make things complicated at times, but not. Not to a huge degree. Well, well, even in the themes, I mean, Dynamo Five. While, while I mean, Dynamo Five, Dynamo Five attracts me because I was a big X Men fan, and it reminds me of what I liked about the X Men. But you've got, sure. you've got, you've, you know, I mean, you've got, you know, you've got infidelity in a marriage. You've got, you know, um, you know, family issues. You've got, you, you, I mean, you're dealing with some fairly mature issues within, yeah, you know, in, yeah. in between the punching. So <laughs> right, right. That, that's the thing. The book is kind of schizophrenic because, on yeah. one hand, it's just. Uh, a straight up superhero action book, but yeah, but it does have these weird ties to you know. It's just kind of mired in adultery and and uh, you know infidelity and, mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. Uh, and so I have to kind of chuckle when people all say like, "Oh, this would make a great TV show." Is Hollywood? And I'm like, "Well, I don't. You know, I'd love it if it were a TV show, but I, <laughs> it, it's a little harder to make than you'd think because yeah. of that. You know, it, it's people. I mean." movies like Dark Knight are changing this, but people do see superheroes and they they don't think, oh yeah, people cheating on each other and, uh, right. you know, uh, having affairs and that sort of thing. So it's, it is kind of tough. So you're right. In that sense, it's a little more sophisticated. Right. I mean, and it's, it's, it's interesting because, I mean, Hollywood, Hollywood seems to be the big end game for a lot of the comic creators these days because that's where, like, the kind of money is and, you know, get a movie right. or TV deal type thing. So um, when, you're, when you're doing it, I mean, I, I, get the, I get the impression from you that you're, you, I mean, that would be nice, but you're, you're writing comics and you're here for comics. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. there's something I hate more than seeing a, a a new book be announced, and you're like, "Oh, that is so obviously somebody's failed movie pitch, or right. or something that they want to be a movie, and and they'll put out two issues of the comic, and and that's it." Uh-huh. Uh, so yeah, no, I'm definitely here for the comics, and you know, if something gets, you know, I, I have representation in Hollywood, and and right. uh, Noble Causes was optioned a couple times, and that's great. You know, I'll happily cash the check for that, but I. <laughs> I, I'm not going to be hung up on making sure that it's true to the comic and, and all that kind of stuff. It's, right. You know, if they option it, they have the right to do whatever they want with it. Right. I'm going to still be making the comic. But this, know, that's the other thing I can't stand is when the comic suddenly changes to reflect the movie. Yeah. Or, you know, like when uh, Flash got his different costume, because that's how it was in the TV show. It got all shiny and stuff. Yep. And, that sort of crap that I can't stand that. <laughs> well, well, does I mean as a creator, does it put does it put added pressure on you to to make kind of sellable properties, or is that something that you think about when you sit down to create characters or create a concept? Uh, you know, because like no, some, some like of, Ge- some like Gem- some like Gemini that could, that could easily see that as a movie. Yeah, and there's there's been some interest in it, oh, um, but it's not something that I, uh, you know, created because I thought I could make a movie. Um, it's. You know, I think a good idea is a good idea, um, and I'm, I'm very influenced by TV and movies as well. So, you know, I, I tend to think in that regard. But it's never, you know, like you said, it's never the end game. It's never something that I think, oh, well, this comic, this this is very movie friendly. It's just right. I want to make a good comic, and uh, you know, if it translates well somewhere else, you know, that's just gravy. Right, and and, it, and it's interesting because I think I mean the one of the things that I think sets the comic book industry apart, especially with its creators as well as within this fan, is that there's such passion behind it. I mean, you know, like yeah. just talking to you the few times we talked, I, I mean, I know you and I are the same in terms of fandom. I mean, like we've, we, you know, like you you love comics. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, so you know, like so, what are some of the comics that kind of got you to where you are today, or what were some of your inspirations? You know, kind of geek out uh, on on the comics that made you, you the writer you are today. Yeah, I mean, it's really, it's, um, you know, Teen Titans was a huge one, you know, the Wolf and Perez stuff. Um, I love that book. Um, I really, this is a little bit later, I was in college when this came out, but I was really into uh, uh, the original New Warriors, that whole run that that Fabian wrote was was really good stuff. Um, uh, You know, I read the X-Men as a kid as well, um, and liked it, but I was always more, I think a little more of a DC fan, or a little more of a Titans fan, at least. Interesting. but uh, but I do have a big healthy run of the X Men. Um, I think I got on board right around the Paul Smith era. Um, nice is, is when I got into it. And yeah, boy, those that was some good yeah. stuff. Yeah, um, that was a good time to be a good time to be a fan. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, yes, it was. Yes, it was. And uh, you know, I, I read. Um, you know, I, I always like team books, but uh, but but those were the you know Firestorm. I read a lot as a kid. Yeah. Um, and uh, but I was never I was never big into the big you know. I never collected Spider-Man or Superman or Batman or any of the big guns. I was more of a team guy. Well, and I think that's so interesting that that, that, that how that's developed into your comics where you're you're writing yeah. team books. I mean, that's yeah, you know, yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, and uh, you know, that's why I do want to branch out and do more solo characters. That's why yeah. Gemini was a solo character, and and whatever Yildar and I do next will be a solo character just to make things interesting and, and stretch myself. Right. Um, but uh, also, it, John Sable Freelance was a big book that I love, Mike Grell yeah. from First Comics. Um, uh, and, you know, I was a little bit older, but all the Mark Wade stuff, his Flash run, his Captain America, that stuff is yeah. just still, you know, inspires me to this day. It's Damn. really good. How, how good was that Captain America run? They just they just put out the trade of that. And that's, yeah. That's, oh, yeah. Oh, it's, so it's good. fantastic. I yeah. mean, it's, it, it's just, it's so, he has such a great marriage, Mark does, of, you know, character and plot where right. it's just seamless i mean that he, he just takes you exactly where he wants you to go it, right. it's really good right. so so when when you when you read other creators and look at um look at you know the works of like a mark wade or somebody else you know and kind of identifying what they're good at in terms of writing um you know how, does that influence your approach at all or anything because it's i find it really interesting because i feel as if you're writing you know like you write team players really really well but there's also an emotional element that i don't get from other writers within the characters and and within the character development there's this idea of a uh, vulnerability um, is that just something that, that you're interested in or is that just comes naturally or I, I guess I guess it just comes naturally I mean I, I just want I want the characters to feel real I want people right. to be able to relate to them and to think that I mean with the Dynamo 5 kids they're you know the book's been going on for a year and a half now or so but right. they're still pretty new to the superhero game and, and they come from completely normal backgrounds so 
well, obviously it's a superhero book and they have powers and costumes and, you know, they're muscular and, and very fit, but they, I still try to instill it with a sense of humanity and, and of kind of normalcy that they, that this stuff is weird to them and, and they have real fears and concerns and, and affections and that sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, it just feels more well-rounded to me. It, 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 it gives the characters more than just being superheroes. And that's what I liked about one of those books we just talked about is that the characters were more than just their costumes and their powers. They, they had more going on, and that's something that just appeals to me as a writer, I guess. Right. So, I mean, do you ever step, step like halfway through a script and step back and just recognize how ridiculous uh, the superhero world actually is? And like, and then does that then mold their reactions? Or <laughs> yeah, I mean, it it it, uh, it is. I mean, yeah, it, it it. I guess it just comes with the territory. Yeah. That, uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, I remember. This isn't quite what you're talking about, but um, New Mutants. Um, when that book, you know, the original New Mutants, when they had magic on the team, yeah. and she had those little portals, they could, they could, you know, she could teleport the whole team anywhere. Right. And when I was a fan, I used to think that was so lazy. You know, the X Men had the Blackbird, and the Titans had their T Jet. And I was like, you know, it's just such a cheat that she can just take them anywhere. But I'm a writer. It's a damn nice cheat to have. <laughs> you know, to just have them pop around and not have to worry about travel time and all that kind of stuff. It's uh, pretty nice. Uh, it's a nice, nice to have a plot device. It, it opens up a yeah. whole new world of backgrounds, yeah. right? <laughs> and, and especially with Dynamo Five, where they're you know the kids are all live in different parts of the country and right. continent, really. Um, so it helps people to get them together at a moment's notice. Yeah, I mean, you've you've introduced like a teleportation system or whatever that allows yeah. them to do that, and so it's funny, you know. Um, and I love the the under the underwater base, and and again, I, I mean, like it's fun. It's funny because you know the uh, the underwater base is great, but then you f- go and flood it way earlier than I thought it would be flooded. <laughs> so, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I, I I toyed with whether you know is that going to be the end of it, or are we going right. to just not see that again? But I was like, I like it. So so yeah, yeah they they vacuumed it out and. Uh, you know, got the mildew snow out and it's, it's back in action. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just it's just the the balance of the of the the fact that you know people burst through walls and they fight and punch and, yep. and kind of you know deal with problems physically, but then you know down to the minutia of the the base smells because it flooded and you can't get that mildew out. It just cracks me up. That's just that's great. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> so, um, so I, I mean, we're talking a lot about story and stuff like that, but but I wanted to uh, kind of touch upon the artists you, you work with. Uh, I'm, the past year, I've been flabbergasted that you have found names that I've never heard of and they're just great like where, where i don't want to give away your secret but where are you finding these great artists <laughs> it, uh yeah the secret ingredient is turkey yeah but, uh yeah no it's just it's funny i mean mahmoud is who i found originally and and yeah. i had seen his work posted online in various places deviant art and, and yeah. digital webbing and, and stuff and i always thought he was fantastic and he almost seemed too good to be true i never contacted him to collaborate because i thought He's really good, and he's not working on anything. He's got to be a jackass, or he's 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 unreliable. You know, it takes yep. him a week to do a drawing. Something there's something wrong here. Right. And then when I started developing Dynamo Five, and uh, I think I asked, yeah, I asked Ryan Otley if he had anybody he could recommend. You know, I, I needed an artist for this thing, yep. and he said, "There's this guy online you should check out, Mahmoud." And, and so I did, and you know, just kind of based on on Ryan's suggestion, I. I contacted him and he's he is too good to be true he, he's yeah. just he's fantastic he's you know easy going and great to work with and disciplined and talented and uh yeah i mean i couldn't ask for anything more and uh it was through him he's really good friends with yildaray they've been friends since they were teenagers and yeah. uh yildaray is also an incredibly gifted artist and they they both live in turkey and yeah. uh you know so when i needed somebody to take over down uh, noble causes you know i i Tap the other way for that, and uh, he's been a joy to work with as well. That's great. I mean, because you hear so many stories about people, you know, like the the South American artists, and now there's a whole crop coming out of Spain and stuff like that. So, yep. Like, yep. you know, when when I heard these guys from Turkey, it just blew my mind because they, you know, it's good. It's I mean, it's good stuff. I mean, they they Dynamo Five and Noble Causes both had a what I look for when I look for want to buy a comic from an art standpoint is I look for something that's a unique, you know, a unique approach. You know, of course, yep. good anatomy and all that kind of stuff, but something that has as much personality as the writing going into it. And yeah, bo- yeah. both those artists totally brought that. And so, yeah, oh yeah, they're they're both just, and they keep getting better. I mean, yeah. it's Mahmoud's drawing Noble or Dynamo Five Seventeen right now, and it's just blowing me away. Yeah. I mean, his his characters' facial expressions and stuff are so good. 
and Yildirei, I really turned him loose. He's doing an issue of Noble Causes now that has a huge fight with uh, Slate, who's our big Rocky guy, yep. and Invincible. And uh, there's a whole chunk in the issue where I just said, okay, you know, they're at a construction site, and here's seven pages where they just beat the crap out of each other. Just do whatever you want and nice. have them throwing dump trucks at each other and just whatever. And he hasn't gotten to that point yet, but I can't wait because yeah. I know he's just going to knock my socks off. <laughs> cool. Very cool. So, um, so in, you know, so it, it, it's not the first time you mentioned Invincible is going to be in that issue of Noble Causes. And, and uh, there was a flashback uh, Dynamo 5 issue where there was a big gala and the Savage Dragon was there and stuff like that. Um, yep. I know we, we've talked about before when, when we talked in, uh, in Seattle, the Emerald City Con, um, about having other characters you know appear in there um is it nice to be able to draw on that kind of image verse out there or is it yeah you know, oh yeah, yeah yeah it's it's really nice and it's it's you know especially with a character like invincible who's who's you know the, the kind of the most popular superhero in image right now right. um or arguably i guess um, oh absolutely I and mean, yeah yeah and he's uh and, and just because of the publishing history of both noble causes and, and, and invincible the characters do have a history i mean especially right. with zephyr noble yeah. and so you know yeah, it's kind of a commercial guest appearance. I'm hoping that Invincibles fans will check it out. But, you know, there is a storytelling, you know, reason here. It, 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 it will make sense when you read the issue that it's not just a cash grab. It's not just having Wolverine in the cover for the hell of it. It's, right. uh, you know, it, it's a little deeper than that. And, and, yeah, it's great to be able to do that. Uh-huh. Um, and, it, you know, I would probably do it more often. I, I think Kirkman kind of reins me in a little bit because... <laughs> You know, I if it were up to me, we'd cross pollinate even more. But right. obviously, I have more to gain than he does. Right, so yeah. it's, and, uh, and it's funny because I mean, because I feel I mean, I'm a bit I'm I, I'm a big fan of the shared universe. I'm a big fan of the the Marvel yeah. kind of approach. Like I loved reading the old essentials from the '70s, and you just see Thor fly by, and it's like, where's Thor going? Find out in issue number yeah. 182. And it's like, you know, and yeah. but but I understand that that it, that alienates a lot of readers. And, and it does. It does. Yeah. And it's it, that's I don't want to do that. And so I'm you know I'm glad that that uh, you know. Kirkman puts the kibosh on that occasionally. Yeah. Uh, um, because, yeah, that's one of my pet peeves right now, especially in, in Marvel and DC, is that right. it's almost impossible to read a single comic in, you know, without following the bigger... Yeah, it, it, yeah, you've got you've got a follow basically a maze of different books to read, and somebody like yeah. me it helps because I'm reading them all. But I can't imagine you know right, yeah, right, yeah. exactly, exactly. <laughs> so, um, so but spe- speaking of Kirkman and Invincible stuff like that, so you know, I kind of mentioned earlier, um, the big you know kind of you know Kirkman's whole treaty about you know creator owned books, and then you know when we talked in in Seattle, you know, I'd asked if you you know if you were going to go back, you know, ever think about going back to Marvel DC, and you said that really wasn't where you were at. Um, yeah. So here we are, you know, it's you know end of summer 2008, or how psyched are you to be at image i mean like is are you pretty well, I'm, psyched? I'm incredibly psyched yeah, yeah. i mean it's, it's never been better i mean I'm, i was really happy when i heard that, that robert had been made a partner i mean right. it's a natural choice he's he you know i've never seen anybody that interested in what image has going on than, right. than kirkman i mean he's he's genuinely cares about not just his books but the whole company right. um and and what they're doing and uh you know like i said he's been kind of helping me behind the scenes and, and just, you know, chiming in on all kinds of stuff with Noble Causes and Dynamo 5 since day one, you know, mm-hmm. for years. Mm-hmm. And uh, so in that sense, nothing's really changed. I mean, he's in a partner now, but it's just been kind of formalized, but, I guess. But so as, but as a creator, and you're, you're one of the first creators that I've talked to who, who are firmly established at Image um, ever since all that kind of stuff, you know, hit. Do right. you, being on the inside, do you get a do you get a feeling that like things are you know like that that you're going kind of going up the roller coaster and like things are just going to get better from here or is there like a sense of energy from inside the quote unquote walls of image or? Uh, yeah, there is. You know, I don't have that much contact with them. Uh, just you know because of the nature of the business. I sure. mean, they're you know I don't want to be sucking their time just by getting on the phone. Hey, yeah, you know yeah. what's the gossip today? But, um, <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I do get the sense, I mean, with the big Image United crossover, and, um, you know, I, I, I do think that, that they're having some success getting some more creators to, to try to do books at Image and stuff, and, uh, you know, just making the line, the whole Image publishing line stronger, and uh, so yeah, I, I think it's a really good time, and I am very excited, uh, you know, about just the company in general and, and being there, being part of it. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, it, I've been there for geez, almost eight years now. It feels yeah. like a lifetime. 
Yeah, and it's really interesting because I've seen something, you know, as as a reader, as a fan, you know, you've got, you know, you've got when everybody thinks of Image and it's Spawn and Savage Dragon and and right. and and Witchblade and whatever else Sylvester has, um, um, the you know, but the, it's almost as if there are there, I almost see like three different images in that there's the the original kind of founders work, but then there's superhero work like Invincible, like Dynamo Five, you know, which I, you know, honestly to me are more interesting than the, except for Savage Dragon, I'll always be a Dragon fan, but um, you know, but the other stuff. I think the stuff that you get, that you're doing and that Kirkman's doing is way more engaging and way more kind of current. Um, but then they've got this whole other stuff that is just not superhero based that is so kind of out there. Um, right, right. You know, so if you ever wanted to do something non superhero, I mean, you're in the right place to do it. And and is that oh, something, yeah. is that something you've ever considered? I mean, do you have you know? Yeah. I mean, do you yeah, have inklings definitely. to do noir books like everybody else? Or? <laughs> well, well, I mean, I, I did one. I, yeah. I did a, a mystery book in image called right. Dodges Bullets. That oh, right, out, yeah, a couple years ago, and um, we're doing a follow-up, just a little five-page Dodge's Bullet kind of mini-mystery thing that I'm just going to run in the back of Dynamo 5 just because it's my book and I can't. Yeah, <laughs> it's <nice>. fun. It's, <laughs> uh, and it's being drawn right now. And um, uh, I hope to be doing, um, I, I kind of have the idea for a, uh, not really a noir book, but kind of an adventure book, just, uh, uh, you know, uh, no superpowers, no sci-fi, nothing, just a kind of a... Uh, uh, you know, I, I said that John Sable was my favorite book as yeah. a kid. So just kind of my my take on that sort of book, just the kind of soldier of fortune, adventurer kind of thing. Um, cool. So I'm just I'm slowly putting that together. I have some ideas and some names, and uh, see if I can make a go of that. Cool. So yeah, the short answer is yes. I do want to do more than just superheroes, and I am at the place to do it. Image is the place. Yeah. Cool. Excellent. So, um, all right. So, uh, I don't, you know, we've been talking for a while. I don't want to take up too much more of your time. But um, so, Dynamo Five ongoing. Um, two yep. tra- two trades are out. I mean, yep. I I can't recommend it any more than that. Um, Gemini will will finish eventually, right? <laughs> yeah, Gemini is still going, and you know, we talked about artists earlier, yeah. and I, I I want to give a shout out to John Samariva, who's who's the Gemini artist, who is also he's not Turkish, but he's Australian, oh, and okay. uh, he is. Also fantastic, and, and John got his start doing um, a noble causes backup way back in the day, like in the second miniseries, I think. And then he went off to do work at Dark Horse and did some work in a couple other places. And then he just contacted me out of the blue and said, "Hey, you know, we should do a book together. Here's my current stuff." Wow! Sent me some samples. I sent that to Image, and Eric Larson and Eric Stevenson both said, "Wow, you need to have this guy do a book right now. Like he <laughs> needs to be working." And that was the birth of Gemini, and yeah, yeah I, I love working with John. He's he's awesome. So that's how it happens. Just somebody emails you and says, "Hey, check out my stuff, huh?" It does. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, and you know, a lot of times stuff they're showing me isn't very good, but yeah. um, but in John's case, it was very very good. Yeah. And uh, when it's when, so yeah, when I was really happy. When the art's not so good, is that an awkward response? Or I mean, is it? <laughs> it is. It is. Cause, you know, I, I want to respond, but at the same mm. time, you know, uh, you know, I don't want to just ignore them. But, yeah. you know, I just want to be honest. And, right, and yeah. I, I try to be honest. I, you know, if anybody asks me my opinion on something, I I give it. I, I don't right. want to shine them on and be like, oh, yeah, it looks great. Keep it up. You right. know, I, I want to look, you know, if if, if I'm going to take the time to respond to you and to, you know, give you any kind of critique, it's going to be what I really think. I mean, I'll, I'm not going to be rude about it, but at the same time, you know, you asked, so I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Right, and that and that's part of the. I mean, that's part of the creative process. Is that I mean, it's a, it's yeah. a it's a craft, and I mean, I can't. I, mean, I have no artistic ability whatsoever, uh, you know. But I, I, the one thing I do recognize is that people have got to be able to take criticism and be able to learn from oh, yeah. it. Yeah, so totally. Totally. Uh, I, I don't envy you being in the position of having to give that out, though. <laughs> yeah, it sucks, and, yeah. and it, it it does suck because a lot. You know, I'm not an artist, right. so <laughs> I can tell when something doesn't look right, but. Yeah. There's not much I can tell you for how to get better, or, or <laughs> worse, why it looks wrong. You know, right. it, it, I have a hard time articulating that, so yeah. it's, uh, it can be tough, but I, I try. Yeah, I, I don't know anatomy, so I can't do that either. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> cool. So, um, so noble causes is going to wrap up with issue forty. What issue yeah. are we on now? I don't remember. We uh, uh, thirty-five comes 36. out next month. Yeah, thirty-six or not next month, next uh, week. Okay, well, which is also. Um, so yeah, yeah. Uh, thirty six is out next next week, okay. and then uh, yeah, then that's the uh, uh, forty is solicited for November, and will hopefully be out by the end of November. We're running a bit behind, but right. it'll definitely be out by December. 
Oh wow. Okay. So 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 thirty six. Oh wow. So it's it's going to go quickly. Wow. So it's going to be all done before the yeah. end of the year. Wow. That's that's crazy. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's uh, it's 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 once I made a decision to wrap it up, I was like, yeah. let's just do it. We'll yeah. uh, we'll we'll tie things up. And and you and Yildirim are going to be doing something else down the road. I mean, any, any, we are. Fun? Yeah. And it's it, it's tough, you know, because I want to get working on it, right. uh, but. Yoda Ray still got, you know, four issues of, of Noble Causes to draw. Right. So, I, you know, we don't have much time to develop a new idea. I don't want to be having him get sidetracked and not drawing Noble Causes. So we haven't put a whole lot of thought into what we're right. doing next. But like I said, we knew we wanted to be a solo character. Right. And it will be, you know, superhero-related, so it will kind of exist in the same universe as Dynamo 5 and, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, so... But, uh, com- completely self-indulgent question, but do you love having a little universe, like a Faberverse? I mean... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's kind of neat. I mean, it's um, it, it is cool just to have my own little, uh, you know. I, there is I have an established, you know, home for the criminally insane kind of thing that I can use whenever I need to, and uh, you know, my own uh, flag, which is kind of my version of shield, and uh, just you know, just my own stuff that I can play with, my own toys, I guess, and don't have to ask anybody's permission to use them, and uh, it's. Uh, it's pretty cool. That's cool. Yeah, no, that, that's the dream. I mean, I, as somebody who lo- grew up reading the same books as you and I cannot write for yeah. my life, I'm, you know, you're very lucky. <laughs> it's, it's fun. I mean, it, it is, you know, I just have to rein myself in, though, because yeah. I don't want to become the same kind of problems that I complain about with Marvel and DC. You know, right. I don't want the books to get too, you know, to crawl up their own ass, basically. You know, I, I want them to be accessible and every book is somebody's first. And yeah. that's something we're going to get to get back to with Dynamo 5 is, is do more self-contained issues like we did the first six issues um you know the last couple of months of Dynamo 5 have been more kind of a big rambling story and i want to get a little back to basics with that book um cool. and it's just more of a, a good exercise writing wise too to uh you know have each issue be kind of a complete adventure yeah. so cool excellent so is there anything else uh fans should be on the lookout for that i'm not aware of or i don't think so when yeah. is this going to be up? uh, uh it's going to be up uh first week of september so yeah all right. Well, the, the last, my last parting uh, parting shot will be to vote Urban Myths for okay. Top Cow's pilot season. Uh, <laughs> that's my other book. It's uh, through Top Cow's pilot season program. Yeah. It's called Urban Myths, and uh, you can go to topcow.com and vote for it. And yeah. if you uh, if, what, it, if enough votes, it'll become a series. What's the uh, What's the elevator pitch? Elevator pitch is uh, Chinatown meets uh, Clash of the Titans. Oh, it's a uh, it's it's a it's a world the modern day city modern day world where the Greek gods and monsters and Greek mythology still exist wow. right alongside cell phones and uh, SUVs. So it's uh, and it, it follows the son of Medusa who works as a private investigator and wears a metal mask and has snakes for hair and all that stuff and takes cases that take him all over this kind of weird landscape filled with Greek monsters and you know. Uh, Modern day conveniences. Very cool. I got to check that out. I got to admit, I, I mean, I, I, some good stuff is coming out of the pilot season this this time around. I mean, it really is. I got yeah. some tough competition. Yeah, uh, I mean, bet- bet- between your book and then uh, Hickman's book was uh, the core. Really, that was really interesting. And yeah, it's, yep. it's wow, good stuff. That's awesome. Yeah. So. <laughs> cool. So fans should go vote for that. And and where can they find you on the web? They can find me at uh, just jferber.com right, or dynamo5.com. They're all kind of linked together. Cool, and we'll post the link up on the show notes for this pay- for the on this Great. podcast. So awesome! Well, thank you so much, Jay. Really appreciate the time. All right. So thank and- you, Ron. Always a pleasure. So that was my chat with uh, writer Jay Ferber. Uh, so be sure to check out Noble Causes. It may be ending, but it's still worth the read, as well as the archives books and the previous trade paperbacks that came out. And I can't recommend Dynamo 5 enough. It was one of my favorite books of 2007. It's continuing to be great in 2008. Uh, Gemini is a lot of fun as well. And all the other books that Jay's going to be publishing through Image are always interesting. And don't forget to check out his Top Cow book. I actually went back and read it, and it's pretty good. I voted for it, and I encourage you to as well. Um, so if you enjoyed this, head over to ifanboy.com where you can check out our regular weekly pick of the week podcast and you can look forward to future, uh, editions of Talksplode, uh, as we talk to your favorite, uh, comic book writers and artists. If you have any requests or anybody you want to hear from, you can email us at contact at ifanboy.com or you can, you, you can send us a voicemail at one fanboys That's one 326 2697 Uh, so until next time, I'm Ron. This one's ours, let's take it up. 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 This one's ours, let's take it up.
shake it up. This one's ours. Let's shake it up. This one's ours. Let's shake it up.